Right. No, I mean, every country is different and the size matters. I mean, and also, you know, it's safe to mention that in Portugal, well, it's a small country and and yeah, it's easier to take. But what happens with people, for example, in Portugal, it's legal to take drugs. You can consume them. That's legal. But what happens if you like live on the streets, if you're homeless? Are you allowed to or are you, you would have to go to a place? What's the procedure then? Well, I mean, you know, in Portugal, you have a lot of uh, associations and all that, that kind of stuff that, you know, provides some shelter for this guy. There are some people just, just you know, full on prefer to stay on the streets, you know, but I think that's how that happens. I think a little bit everywhere. You don't hear in Prague, there's a lot of, although I don't know if they have a lot of shelters and all that, but in Portugal, you have a lot of uh, shelters and usually they stay in this shelter you know, and all and they still consume drugs and all that. The thing is that um, the consumption, consumption purchase uh, or possession is not really, it's like the, the, the law is like a way more soft in this case. Um, it's not so legal per se, but it's It's not legal per se, but uh, yeah, but so, so what they do is like they make recommendations to for treatment, uh, although they still have fines and still they have warnings and their penalties. Um, uh, you know, it's still not really a, a, a crime. What is considered a crime is when you start, you know, trafficking and cultivating, you know, illicit substances and all those, those things, you know, and then you have a whole supply and you're, you know, selling. That's, you know, that's the, um, that's when it starts. Let, let's say, Tiago, you doing it to, uh, I'm in Porto. That's, I'm, uh, I mean, oh, how do you say Porto or Oporto? I say Porto always, but uh, you oh, say however you prefer. No, no, but what, I, I, <laughs> I always what, say Porto even in English, actually, because I think but, the, the name in Portuguese sounds kind of weird, honestly. Old okay, but, but originally, you know, in Portuguese is Oporto. No, no, it's Porto. It's Porto. Oh, it's Porto. Oh, my bad. Okay. I so, swear, yeah. so I go to Porto and <laughs> I like to make you know you guys have in portugal empanadas right empanadas mm -hmm. yeah how, how do you call them empanadas, empanadas. Well, okay. as I so let's say <laughs> let's say you have empanadas i'm i'm, I'm not sure what's the mm -hmm. what's the preferred filling to put in the empanadas mm -hmm. in portugal but let's say you got some some mushrooms right some portobello mm -hmm. mushrooms but the the very special ones right and you make these empanadas right that have these magical mushrooms it's okay for you to eat them, but you're not able to sell them in the plaza because then you'll be trafficking. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. So the thing is that um, you know if you use it, it's a little bit like in uh, in Holland that you know you can have you know weeds and all those things, but you can sell it, you can smoke it you know, on the street and all those things. You have to do it at your own place or in that. Although we don't have. Uh, no, actually, I don't remember if we actually have places for, you know, these people are drug addicts to actually do it, you know, safely, you know, where they are provided with uh, new syringes and all those things. Um, like they go to a place where they have a seats yeah. and they have a laser show where they see, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have like, a, yeah. a, a, the, yeah. you know, Led Zeppelin in the background while... Exactly, while playing, <laughs> no, they, unfortunately they don't have that, but they do They do at least do that thing. <laughs> they they about, try. You know, giving the, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, just a group of people just, you know, enjoying themselves, listening Led Zeppelin. 
while high on mushrooms. You know, those places like Canada or like, yeah, even Portugal, where they have like this very progressive places where they're like, oh, no, we give them the syringes, we give them everything. I imagine like even a, like a section for the psychedelic guys where they're like <laughs> just watching like videos of like the stars and shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> and they and they justify with like tax dollars. It's like, nah, yeah, they're <laughs> they're being taken care of. Uh, yeah. I remember in Miami there was a planetarium, and every month they had a laser show, which it, it, it wasn't a, a place like this, but it very much served the purpose <laughs> for you know for for the uh, psychonauts. Uh, but anyways, yeah. no, I, I just always thought it was, it was interesting because I always heard growing up like, oh, Portugal, they have this thing different with drugs. And I and, and I always wanted to see like how that played out in the future. And and statistically, I have seen that, like, for example, in the 90s, or early 2000s, there will be a lot more junkies in Portugal, or at least that's what I've heard. So maybe it has helped, like it has made it like instead yeah, of... And, and also you don't, for... For HIV infection, for example, because of the used needles, you know, because we had one of the uh, the biggest ones, you know, in heroin addiction and also HIV. And then with decriminalization, you can just, you know, have, you have easy access to new syringes. You also, we also uh, made it, you know, the HIV infection also dropped a lot in terms of uh, that, in that regard, you know. I, I also think it's good to not mix like those consumers with like the general population of criminals because i like i i do think it's better to treat them as patients because it just makes more sense and that doesn't mean they don't have responsibilities like with like the homeless what i think is like if you need help we can help you but you also have to put your part like i think there's got to be a, a give and take because otherwise then it's not a, it's not a fair transaction you know like back in the day if you couldn't take care of yourself and you were like a drug addict or whatever you were just left to your own devices to die. So I, I actually support yeah. a system that helps you, but not that mommies you, sort of like San Francisco and California have done, where where like the people in the streets, they're shitting on the streets, they're causing a dangerous situation for the people that live around it. And, and yeah, and it's like, and they're also hurting themselves and we're not helping them. So help also comes, you know, like with mom and your dad, it's like they, they want to help you if you fuck up, but it, that also comes with, okay, and you got to do your homework and you got to do this and do that. Because I think it, it goes hand in hand, you know, like you get uh, privileges and but you have responsibilities, yeah. right? So. But for example, this thing in Portugal only works because I think also because we have the national, uh, national health, uh, the NHS, because the thing is, for example, because uh, the, the idea was we would give them like a kit, which would uh, have like uh, syringes, actual drug, uh, drug paraphernalia, condom, and other things. stuff. And although like you know, a, like, like a think, weekend fun pack, yeah, a weekend <laughs> fix, yeah. But you know, and people would think, yeah, well, maybe we're you, what you're doing is advocating consumption. But the thing is, the people that are distributing these things are supposed to talk to them to make them, you know. Tell them, look, there's other ways we can, you know, you can improve your lives, you can do this, you can do that. Um, uh, but it's that thing, like sometimes you have to know when the battle is lost. Some people just can't leave, 
and uh, you know that life. But if uh, they are going to stay their life, at least do it safely. That's the the whole idea. You know, try to make them come back. You know, uh, come back now to, to stop doing drugs. But if they're going to continue doing drugs, at least at least do do them safely. I, I'm know? in a dilemma there because. Like part of me thinks that, yeah, we should give them the things they need to do the drugs. And then if they don't get AIDS or HIV is better for the system. But at the same time, like I think what you said is important. You go, you give them the things, but you're also there to like intervene and monitor them to try to get them to a better place. Because I also think if you're just giving them shit, even if you're helping them not get an infection or something like that, it's like, do they deserve that type of help? I think they need to also come back and, and like commit to things, you know? And I, I, yeah. a, a good way we talked about this, and there's a book that I'm going to read soon that talks about this, but like some solutions is, you, you tell the drug addict that's in the street, the, people, the person that lives on the street, look, you cannot live on the street. This is illegal, right? So you either come to the center where we will help you or you go to jail, right? Okay, so you go to the center. In the center, you have to follow certain rules. And if you continue to follow the rules, instead of living in the common areas where you're sharing a space, right, and there's many beds, you get to have your own room in the center and you sort of graduate and you make it an incentives program. At the end of the day, it's all about the incentives. And, and, and with a lot of social programs, the incentives are all fucked. But if you frame it in the right way where, look, every time you improve, we give you more privileges and more help for you to continue to you know, have privacy, eventually you know, be independent and shit. And so, yeah, I think that's, um, that's part of it also, making the drugs legal I, I don't know yeah, if it's legal uh, or decriminalizing like they do in portugal so that it's well not i mean something... they decriminalize but in the sense that basically uh, if you only have enough let's say let's say you get st stopped uh, by the police and you have i don't know one syringe and one dose for you for that day right. you're basically you're not really you're not going to be sent to prison you're going to be sent to like a Kind of like a local commission kind of thing that would uh, you would have to talk with a doctor, a lawyer, and, all, and a social worker as well. You know, there's a whole thing. But if you have like, if you actually you know get caught cultivating and selling, that's a that's still a crime. You know, the thing is just if you're just using like personally used, like just you know if you don't have on yourself at that point uh, personally used, like let's uh, say personally, that's fine. Let's say Chef Maurice, he comes to Europe to visit. When he comes to Europe, it's, it's kind of like a big deal for him. He loves Europe. He trained his culinary arts here in Europe. So when he comes, he wants to party. You know, you look, you look at him, he looks like a good kid. He is, but he does have something inside of him, you know, kind of like a, you know, maybe from like his, uh, you know, from the Indians in his uh, ethnic background, something, you know, about the indigenous people, the fire inside of him. So it comes, we come to Porto, right? And we're going to like the festival, like the Eurovision, but in Porto, and they stop us and they open Chef Marie's car and I'm with them. I mean, I'm, I'm only an accomplice because I'm there. It's, it's really, and my Chef Marie's has that box that they have in the movie um, Fury Loading in Las Vegas. Right? So like the whole shebang. It's a weekend pack. It might feel loaded, but for Chef Maurice, it's like, it's fine. It's not like, the, so like the police might think he might go, he's going to sell it, but Chef Maurice is like, no, this is, 
But it's all for me. <laughs> this is yeah for us. <laughs> this this <laughs> is for me and for the lucky souls that we run along the way. Exactly, make friends. Yeah. <laughs> Will there be some lenient, think, some uh, leniency there? I don't know. I think it depends on the police officer and also depends because I don't know if this is only applies for Portuguese, <laughs> the Portuguese population. But I think the idea, if I remember correctly, I think if you don't have anything that's over a 10 day supply, it should be okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think it was something. I'm not sure. I'm saying this in I'm not entirely. I think when I read this a while back, I think it was something like, uh, like kind of like that, you know. Well, yeah. One thing we do allow in the podcast is this type of information that, I mean, we don't call it fake news. We just call it like it's not real. And it's fine because that's part of what we're saying. But I like the 10-day, like, specific, like, specific, like, like, it's almost like the Portuguese people are like, okay, let's get together. Okay, so 10 days is enough for a party, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's enough. Okay, okay, 10 days. Are they Russian in, in I don't know. I heard the Russian accent. No, you know how I am. When I, when I do the accent, yeah. it's always the Russian yeah. accent. So I do apologize, Tiago. I know. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's always the easiest one, I think, to do. I think it's the, 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 the Russian. Russian accent. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. To me, it's, it's a perfect yeah. one. Uh, yeah. I either do that one or I go Italian. Hey, hello. Like, I want to go to the Chef Maresio. You yeah. know, like, I, I go more in the Italian <laughs> way. But the Portuguese one, it's hard to do. It's hard to do because Porto- <laughs> sorry, you know, and then and then, and then Tiago is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to to sell drugs in Portugal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you come here, it's illegal, it's legal up to ten days consumption. Uh, what do you speak I, like I, that? This is Portuguese. How, uh, how do they know what a ten day supply is? Like, I have no what? idea. I don't know how that that part is. It's out of my scope and out of. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be funny, like if this is like judgment of each of the cops. They're like, "What? Well, let me see what you got." It's like, yeah, that's ten days. Like they 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 do their own judgment of the thing. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. space, right? I mean, it's a very, it's a very. Uh, juicy subject we talked about it in in previous podcasts but india just arrived well not just but you know recently arrived to the moon to the dark side of the moon which we had not been to yet as humans so yeah so we could say curry has landed in in the moon which is good i mean if we're gonna have any culinary there that's the first one i would like to have but it's weird right like we had not gone to the moon since we went to the moon, and I say we like I'm fucking part of it. But yeah, I mean humans since uh, yeah since Apollo 13 or Apollo 11, um, which is weird. It's so close, and it's you would have thought that we were going back. Now India goes back, which I didn't even know they had a space program, which I find is insane. So what what's next? Yeah, I you didn't know? know as well. It was out of nowhere. I was like. What's going on? Why is India going to, to the moon? I also didn't know. I had no idea they had. Uh, I I knew the Europe had the, like a, a space as a space agency, so. but I didn't you know India was like actually trying to get to the dark I mean, side of the moon with with one one point four billion population. You have to think that something good has to come out of that amount of people, right? <laughs> At some point. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're very techy. They're very, they're very techy. And I actually, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I I was, I, I really thought to myself like, oh, fuck. Like, why would you have been biased about this? But yeah, to me, it's, 
I had never heard of space program outside of the U.S., Europe, Russia, and China. So I was not even aware that they, you know, that we're on that. From what I understand, it wasn't a person that went. Like they did it all through, you know, a like rem remote, a rover. Just a rover. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, so they got to the side of the moon that we never get to see. So that's another part that's interesting. I do want to start seeing some like actual movement in the space world, right? Like this whole thing, like we went to the moon a long ass time ago, like 50 years. By now we should have, like each of us should have like a little space little thing that we just take out and, and we go like to space, like and come back real quick. Hey, let's meet up here in this constellation and let's do a little races like we're in fucking Tron movie. And no, none of that. We haven't done any of that. We barely have electric cars. So to me, do you feel, am I right in saying that we're being slacking in the space race? Like, let's get some shit happening. I think, honestly, I, I thought about this before, is that although we still have seen some, you know, advancements in technology, I think we're in the worst possible place to be living in that regard, because I think everything will start happening after we die, Fuck. you know, like right after. <laughs> 2040, 2050, that's when like the cool, sh cool shit started happening, you God know, virtual it. reality and all those things. Actually, I think we're more like, we're more advanced in virtual reality with porn <laughs> than what you just said in terms of going into space. <laughs> I can already have, like, I can marry a virtual, you know, girl that's or crazy. whatever, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, and, uh, it's, it's insane, yeah. but yeah, like, uh, porn also drove the internet to like exist. Yeah. So it's crazy like what you know what drives the human race <laughs> to improvement is sex and dom and like world domination. <laughs> like those are the two things that we that we go for. Um yeah, it's true though. Like uh you said something like I also thought to myself sometimes that I'm like am I in that specific stage in the timeline where I'm just going to miss it? Like, like the, the day so. after we die, they're going to be like, oh, we just got the eternal life pill. You didn't hear yeah. about it. Right after, right in the next day, next day, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's a yeah. pill that you take and it cures everything and you never die. It's actually yeah. boring because you will never die. So it's like, uh, oh, he couldn't, he didn't know about it. No, oh, he was gone last week. Oh, fuck. But I mean, it's, I, it's better than like having lived 300 years ago, right? Getting nailed in the head by a sword. I think <laughs> having lived 50 years ago. This this is better than fifty years ago, right? You think? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I, I wonder because, like, our grandparents. I mean, yeah. If you after the war, right after the Second World War, I feel like that was the best stage for like people's growth. Like the U.S. grew, like Venezuela started growing. Like, like our grandparents and parents, like, like mainly my parents. Like my parents, I felt they lived in an era where like things were kind of normal. And then now we get handed a thing that's fucked. Like, we're never going to own anything. And, and yeah, and we're not going to get to get that pill that's going to be created in 2055 or whatever. I think, honestly, I think I've, I've been, uh, I, uh, I was talking with a friend a while back, and I think the best that we just missed it as well was, you know, end of the 80s and 90s. You know, you, you being alive in your, let's say, your 20s. 
I think there was a lot of advancement in technology in comparison to what we have today, which we still have a lot of te technology advancement. We just don't hear that much about it. But I think in the 90s, it was just that, you know, something happened. We were like, oh my God, I can remember like uh, when the phone, like the mobile phone first appeared or something and everyone was like going crazy and all that, you know. But there's still some cool things happening, like Boston Dynamics doing the, you know, the robot robots, you know, they, they basically just move like humans and doing like, you know, they're doing flips in the air and going through obstacle courses. I don't know if you saw the videos, but if you see, like, it's really, it's it's scary stuff. No, it's like scary. I saw the, the I saw the robot doing like a crazy flip, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. I it's very eerie. I've bed. seen it. It's <laughs> it's very eerie because it reminds me of that iRobot movie with with Will Smith, where yeah. like the robot moves in a way where like he has his own flow. Like motherfucker, let yeah. me let me get you real quick. I'll fuck you up. Dude, it's scary as fuck, and it. I don't think it's gonna be as quick and as aggressive as, as people are thinking, like Terminator with the whole AI and the robots. But I do think there's gonna be some shady shit happening. So maybe we're not missing anything, Tiago. Maybe right after we die, this whole planet explodes. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that can happen as well, you know. So you know, maybe the the sun can just decide. Okay, I'm out, and just goes. You know. You know what is one thing that I, I don't know if it's because I'm older. But after we die. I don't know if it's because I'm older, I look at the news more. But do you feel that there's a bunch of natural disasters happening a lot more? Yeah, I think just just the, the nature trying nature trying to kill some of us because we're just too too much. <laughs> for the, the, the it's just trying to take some of us out. <laughs> I really think so, bro. Technique. Like every day, like every week, there's like a new thing, and 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 I'm like, fuck. Eventually, something's gonna happen around where the fuck I live, like uh, earthquake here, a hurricane there, tornado, sharknado. I'm like, what? I'm I'm always <laughs> on the lookout for what's the new thing that's gonna happen in the world. Like today, it's a fire. Tomorrow, yeah. it's an earthquake. Like I'm always in the lookout of all right, what's next. Because there's there's not a day that comes by that you're like, all right, everything's everything's okay in the world today. Never happens. Like something bad is always happening, and it's kind of it sucks because we're always connected, and then that's how we we know. I mean, I'm not saying that in the '70s it wasn't happening. It was probably happening. We just or our parents just found this out like three weeks later. Oh shit! It, I yeah. don't know some forest was burning or some earthquake happened. But now we know right away when, when this shit is happening. And it, it, it just makes you, it just makes you, I don't know, worry and, and scare all the yeah. time. And, and I live in California and there hasn't been a, a big earthquake since the eighties. And every day is like, maybe okay. it's today. <laughs> so you're like, right, you're right on it. You're right on time. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and um actually there there was a there was a hurricane in in the west coast so like southern california and you can see all those motherfuckers like scared as fuck and and kiko and i living in florida before we know how that shit goes and and when that when was when that was happening i'm like these people don't know shit like they weren't preparing how we prepared yeah. in florida and and it's just it's too much people are just like constantly uh, 
knowing and, and reading and something bad always happens. I feel like we're constantly like in one of those very bad movies from the 2000s, like Poseidon or uh, 2012. Like, and, and it, it seems funny and it seems like it's surreal, but it's fucking true, bro. Like after yeah. the whole pandemic happened, I saw a movie called Contagion. And I'm like, it's literally uh, that. That's a good one. And, and it's actually a good movie. It's with... Um, uh, I can't remember the guy well, now, but uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, and there's uh, some famous people in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, in that. And that, well, that yeah. I can't remember the, the the English actor. I think it's English. That's really good. Uh, Jude Law. Jude Law, I think. Uh, yeah. No, but that is is what's happening is very eerie. And I, I I always tell like when I speak to my dad, I'm like, I started be and this is fucked up, but I started being happy again when I was like in a little bit like you fuck the future like i'm not saying don't plan don't plan to like have things like like you, you still do the planning but your expectations change a bit and i feel like my parents even though they had a harsh life they lived in a world where you could accomplish things so you could like work towards something i'm trying to be negative because i don't know if like you know i'm not saying life sucks but it is yeah. true that now i'm kind of like let me just enjoy every day be happy still plan for the future but enjoy the moment because crazy shit happens all the time. Economies are like flipping every day. And I do feel like we live in uncertain times and millennials have been hit with it quite a lot. Like I think we're all millennials. Back in the day, millennials was like little kids, but now it's us in like early thirties. And you're sort of in that middle point where maybe I should have a little more, but what's the future looking like? I mean, maybe it's just me. I mean, I... Yeah. well, I stopped listening to the news, honestly, and uh, I think my life is a little bit better because of it. Because it's true. It's uh, as you said, everything like it seems like uh, it's always something new every day. Someone got killed. Someone, you know, you know, there's uh, some natural disaster. There's some fire every single day, and I stopped looking at the news, and I think it's actually better. I think he actually improved. I had to my, do the same. Uh, I had to do the same, like right as like the worst part of COVID happened. Uh, that's when I'm like, I have to stop because all you heard was like, you know, this many people are dying, this many people are getting sick, yeah. and I'm like, no, I can't do this shit anymore. It's it's just yeah. too heavy. It's just wearing down on you, and you know, it's t that year sucked for everyone. And it all started with Kobe Bryant, and and that made that made me sad. Yeah. Well, like, did that, that happen year, right yeah. before? Yeah, that was like in January. So that was like you I know a couple so. of months before the whole COVID. Do you think he was patient number one? Huh. Maybe that, they needed that, to get maybe. rid of him. That could be like you oh, know yeah. like con maybe con con Contagion, the movie ends with you finding out who patient number one was, <laughs> which is very similar to what originally they said would have happened, like some fish at some restaurant. But it wasn't like a wet market. It was more like a like a nice, fancy restaurant. But yeah, like it could be like he had like a flask in the helicopter that had the thing. And he was going to take it like to like, you know, like Lord of the Rings, take it to a place to burn it and kill it. And he was gonna like, cause Kobe Bryant, like he was like the hero, like the, but he was gonna like save not only NBA, save the world. And he was gonna throw this flask in this like volcano. And then, you know, the, the driver or whatever, the pilot had too much. 
He failed. He failed the pilot. He failed. <laughs> and then I should have the plan. Yeah. But no, no. It, it does say how quick something can change. Like the world changed for all of us. And what's what's a what's a death that would make you sad? Like someone famous that perhaps you looked up to, or that's what's the one death that you'd be like, damn, this makes me sad. Because Kobe Bryant made a lot of people sad. He made me sad. I never met him, but I was I was there when he it was. It, it 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 was a horrible one. It, it, it would be like Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, for you know, for Thiago more on his side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But for me, I mean, this this is like cliche, but I don't know. It just comes to mind, like Leonardo DiCaprio. Not because I have anything like towards him, which would be it would be okay, like you know. He's, but you're he's, you're over twenty five, sir. So yeah, he wouldn't the, even look yeah. at me. No, <laughs> he'll be like, "What what's wrong with you?" Exactly. Old, no, that's not for you. Yeah, old person. But he, it would shock me. You know what I mean? Because like, there's older ones that you like. Okay, there's. But like one that's like maybe still ripe, the young ones hurt, right? Like a Paul Walker, it hurt people a lot at the moment. Like those young ones out of nowhere are are. are but I think it's hard to, to place one single name because I think for me it's been like a, a hearing you know those these actors that I saw when I was a kid you know in the movies I don't know like a while back Ray Liotta, you know. Mm, uh, I mean, I was sad because he, like I liked the guy. He might have been—I don't know—I have no idea how he was in real life, but he was apparently kind of crazy. I don't know mm. uh, the way he presented himself. It seemed like kind of crazy, um, but I was sad. And I think these—you know—actors that I grew up with, you know, like Samuel Jackson or Keanu Reeves or Harrison Ford, when they die, I, I think it's going to be weird, you know, to think that Indiana Jones is dead, you know. Or that uh, I think you know, it's, it's a crazy dynamic. Fiction, you know, it's that as well. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I think it's it's hard because even though we were there for some of their peaks, like the peaks in let, let's say in Samuel L. Jackson, like he we were there, like we, we saw his movies, and he was very famous. I think it's different because he's much older than us, right? So yeah. you think like, all right, he's, let's say, I don't know how old he is, but let's say he's 65. And if he dies, he'll be like, all right, he was 65. He's almost there. He was about to go anyways. And it, it gives you sadness because you're like, all right, I saw Snakes on the Plane, a very good movie or whatever. But I don't think it hits as hard as someone close to our age. Yeah, I think the closer your age, especially when you're still yes. young like us and like cute and like pretty and plump like us. Like I, I think it, it hurts because because like it, it makes it real because when, when an artist that big dies, it almost tells you like, yeah, even he can die. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's obvious, right? It should be obvious. But it, it, it to me, it reminds me. Like, I mean, there's one, it's not young, but for example, uh, there's this comedian that I really love, Norm MacDonald. He was in SNL and he yeah. died recently. And that one to me hurt surprisingly a lot. Be, be, like, this, there was a whole thing behind it. Like, he recorded a special, but he didn't have time to record it. 
So he did it like like this, like if we're recording a podcast with a webcam and it's on Netflix. And even if you hear it without like the audience and everything, it's still like, you're like, oh, this is funny. Like he's good. But it, it, he didn't tell anybody about it because he didn't want to cause any like people like, oh, pity him and shit. And it, it was just like a, a little bit of darkness with it. But yeah, if it's a young one, like our age, like an artist our age, it hits a little more. Like there was this guy, uh, an actor, he did Black Panther. Uh, I can't remember his name. No, uh, Shedrick Boseman. Uh, yeah, he's the guy Shedrick from... Boseman? I think that's his name, Shedrick. Yeah, that yeah. one was sad. I mean, I didn't know him much as an actor myself, but it was one of those like around our age, which... Actually, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's my my personal opinion. I, I was sad, but not that sad, honestly. I think I would be more for <laughs> that if it was, you know, not did you mention Norm Macdonald, like I was thinking about, you know, Conan O'Brien or uh, Bill Burr. That would make me, you know, that would actually make me feel, you know, actual sad because, you know, Conan O'Brien and Bill Burr were kind of like um, part of my life, almost, I would say. Okay, Tiago, let's say uh, a, a guy that did a Portuguese superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen, I think. <laughs> That's funny. I think, I think someone like, if we stay in the, in the sports, I think someone like LeBron James, if he died, mm -hmm. I, I think I would, I would be sad. Again, I, it's not like I met him, but it's like, Damn, he, yeah. we, we grew up almost at the same time. You saw his accomplishments, same with like Messi, same with Ronaldo, same, same with people that are around our age. I think that's, that's what makes it more hurtful because the older yes. ones are, you're like, all right, they're older. They're, they're going to go. The I mean, it's, rel like, it's relative, right? Because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there are some people that are older, but that like hold a lot of things dear to your heart like, like for example there's this writer and and like economist and thinker he, his name is thomas sowell and i and i love his books i love the way that he talks about is he 80 he's like 95 okay he's about to go are you i'll be honest with you i'll be honest with you this was gonna hit me hard and, and it's one where like he's lived the fullest life he's written like you know 87 books he's accomplished he's but still, like, damn! I wish this guy could go forever. I wish we could take yeah. the life of like some others and then give them <laughs> more years. All right, you have to sacrifice yeah. two people to save uh, Mr. Soul. There's a Who German sacrifice. A German movie called Paradise and on Netflix, which it, it talks about this like a like a technology where you could take years from somebody and give them to someone else. And obviously, the rich are the ones that are taking everybody's years. But um, but yeah, it's it, it's an interesting one, right? Like like which ones hurt? I know people. I, I could never relay, for example, when Michael Jackson died, like when I was I was very young and I was seeing the, the things happening and I was just like confused. It, it, it was like when I realized I'm like, oh, fuck, like I don't I, I don't understand because, it yet. Be, right. Be, because we didn't live his highest right. era. Exactly. Like we didn't exactly. live where he was right. everywhere, where he was singing everywhere, where he was in like every Pepsi commercial. I think that has to do a lot with you know, who, who you want them to go and, and who you don't want to go. Like you weren't high on cocaine when Thriller came out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You're probably shitting your, your diapers when Thriller well, came out. Like, th this reminds me of that episode we talked about, Chef Maurice, about like kids that have weird wishes, like make-a-wish wishes of like, oh, I want to meet this guy, whatever. And like, 
like, why the fuck do they want to meet Michael Jackson, those kids? Like, how the fuck do you know Michael Jackson? Like, <laughs> Dave Chappelle had a joke. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> a Dave Chappelle joke is so good because it's true. It's like, they, they don't know about Thriller. How the fuck are they, like, wanting to meet Michael Jackson? They were younger than us. I But think. I think sometimes that's the parents' fault, and, you know, yeah. that they want, you know, they project this kind of stuff a little bit to the kids, you know? Yeah. And, uh... And I, ah, why don't you, don't you want to meet Michael Jackson? He's super famous or whatever, you know? And then you're the kid like dying. Ah, okay. <laughs> you want to meet Clint Eastwood? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Hey, you want to, the kid wants to meet Marlon Brando. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. But and actually, it's funny. It's also funny that uh, I think he still has it. But I think the, the person that has the record for most Make-A-Wish wishes uh john cena actually john cena john cena Cena. i think it's still him i think like he's i think hakeel is dying and he's there you know damn that's gotta be you can't see him like imagine but you can't see him (laughs) (laughs) oh is that a thing that he does okay mommy are you sure he's there (laughs) (laughs) am i dying what the fuck is (laughs) happening yeah that's crazy you know like you think of john cena which by the way there's this movie called vacation friends that he's done which are actually funny and i i always underestimate how funny he could be he actually seems to be cool he's actually know. a good i think he's actually a good actor honestly yeah he is he is. i think he, he did some shitty movies yes but i actually i think he's an actual uh he's very actor. funny and i think he's, i saw that in peacemaker i think he, he's very com- comedically uh like uh, aware of things yeah. um but um no what i was gonna say like what if like you know you think of him like as a goofy character at least i do you know uh, or like, you know, from like WWE or whatever. And then like later on in life, it's like a Netflix documentary where he talks about all the encounters he had with his dying kids. And it's like a very dark documentary. And, and he's just <laughs> like, he goes through like different, like I could see that happening on like a sick little documentary. But, but he has Netflix. to have his, uh, his WWE clothes <laughs> while he's talking about documentary. <laughs> <laughs> not the suit or anything no he has to be super serious super serious full on gear for WWE the background you yeah. see out of focus like the the cage yeah. or and maybe it's uh, you know his entry song but in a, dram- a dramatic way you know more somber you know? <laughs> yeah, I think so on yeah. Instagram I always see people put like little clips from back when he was in those like wrestling days and him saying things that today like it, it's crazy to hear it, right? Because because you're like, oh fuck, like that, that that couldn't be said today, you know? Like the yeah. like insults and shit. It's, it's super funny to hear it because even I, that I don't think I'm carried away. I mean, I, we've all progressed with society, obviously, like in many topics. But I think of myself as somebody like when it goes too far, like I don't go there. But even now, I get like sort of like, oh fuck, like I hear those clips from back in the day and I, or movies even i'm like oh shit you know like it's uh you, you, you I just feel need to, to hear the stand up stand up as well from you know a little bit i, I remember bill burr also no i i saw the uh, i saw no i heard the podcast from bill burr and he had bill Hader as a guest and he was telling about you know about eddie murphy when he did when he was still doing uh stand up and he's saying ah you know when you could still make fun with from uh, fat people no. and uh, it's true like now everyone has to like apologize for the joke they're saying and that happened for example with ricky gervais in his last 
Netflix special, which is I was super because his first one was amazing. I was laughing with his uh, Kyle uh, with Bruce Jenner and what's her her name now? I forgot her K name now. Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin Jenner. Like he had like a very an amazing beat in that. And this in this second one is basically forty five minutes of him explaining what he what it is to be a comedian to the mm. audience and apologizing and then the rest is some jokes in the middle that's what i felt like in that I, I i'm not that's sure it. if i heard that one but yeah. uh that's interesting because it is true yeah, that he's, the, he's normally yeah. straight to the yeah i don't know why in that one he just wasn't good like the first one i think it's humanity that's the first that one is amazing that was really funny and he just you know really good and then the second one which i don't remember the name of the second special he made for netflix i i couldn't i was like when is this thing going to end he's not making any jokes he's just explaining what he's doing and no. i know what you're doing i just i just came here for jokes and nothing more yeah I, I find it that like today like even us right like we do the the podcast and sometimes we we go into dark like comedy and shit and it, it is true that like if you even if you think of like, oh, let me just, oh, I'm kidding. It's like, to me, that almost kills the whole thing. Like you should be mm -hmm. smart enough to get what's happening or at least know the comedian you're listening to. Uh, so I, I, that was interesting. Like, for example, I, I noticed that with like Chris Rock's last, not the recent one, which was actually impressively good. The one where he talks about the slap and uh, yeah. he, he did it live. I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it's actually it's actually good and i almost feel like he reverts because he had a previous one called the tambourine i don't know if chef Maurice, i don't know if you're a fan of stand-up i don't he's probably like i have never seen any of these but there's a chris rock one called the tambourine which was very like i don't know like just singing to the choir you know like just preaching to the choir like being very safe about things and then on this last one uh have you heard jimmy uh jimmy carr I saw him live. Yeah. You saw him live. He's yeah, a exactly savage. Like, yeah, he's a savage. Yeah, he, he doesn't care. He does not care in his life. His life shows. No. I, I love. No. I love that he's comedy. Really it's because yeah. I mean, yeah. my favorite one is Louis C.K., who also shoots down those those lines. I saw him yeah. live in Madrid. I think he goes to Portugal when he comes to. Well, I mean, you know, um, there are many like Nordic countries. He's he's big here now. A lot of comedians are playing in Europe now, which is good to yeah. to see. I saw Bill Burr uh, uh, like a few days ago, actually. Really? Uh, as well? Yeah, it was amazing. It was yeah? really good. Yeah, that was just making a wish. Uh, what was sorry, sorry? No, I was going to say that was your make a wish. Uh, you know, before you die, you want. Eh, it's a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good. But I'm not I good at making jokes. But I think it's good for us to actually make fun of, not make fun, but making jokes, because I think joking is the best way to handle stuff, you know, and for, for example, and now it's going to be, a, now it's going to be a little downer, but it's happened a long time ago, right? But, you know, my, my father died, you know, like 10 years ago or something. And sometimes like I make fun of it and people are, don't know how to... <laughs> <laughs> to reply to what I'm saying when I make a joke that ah yeah but my dad is dead or my dad yeah. is dead or that or something and they get like what do I do now and um, but I think for me for example for me for me me personally I think it's good because I mean it happened you know and 
you know, I miss him, but it's still like sometimes just a good thing to kind of take, you know, this negative energy out, you know, as well. You know, I, laughing. I, I, I well, almost think it's a what problem. What they say, laughing is the best medicine or something. I almost think I have that. a problem that I don't find a situation where I don't see fit to be funny about something. And like, because I, I find that being funny or just like laughing about something, at least to me, I'm not saying you cannot have bad intentions with that, but like the type of person I am, if you're a good, normal, decent person, to me, it's almost like a thing where you're being mischievous when you're laughing at something you shouldn't. And to me, that's just like, it's almost like cute. Like, it's like, yeah, like life is so horrible. Yeah, we should be yeah. laughing at shit. Like I'm the type of person that like, I see myself like cracking a joke at a funeral, you know, like between some of us and like, like, oh, he smells or something. Like some shit, like just like what, what's going to happen? Like it's, it's not going to make it worse. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and, I, and I find myself being just wanting to be funny, even in situations where some people might think it's not. But I think it fits. It fits. It helps to cope with shit. You know, like in, I, yeah. I know Mauricio sees it this way, but like in Venezuela, I mean, and this can come from many different experiences in life. But so much shit has happened to that country that people there just laugh at things where it's almost like they see it as a negative thing. Like, hey, you shouldn't be laughing at everything. Like, you should take shit seriously and, like, see how we can improve. And it's like, no, we don't, like, it's all fucked. Like, let's just make fun of it. So I do, like, I, 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 I am a person. I support comedy, like, strongly. Like, I haven't found comedy that would offend me. But even if it did, I'm like, yeah, you should be able to do it. And then the people yeah. that like you, like you, you know? That's it, like... That's how it should be. Like, if you're coming from yeah. the point of I'm trying to make you laugh, okay, that's it. Like, it's easy to know when somebody's saying something for real, like you're like in a podium, like, I want this type of people to not be, like, that's one thing. And then you're like in a comedy setting where like everything goes. Yeah. You're just trying to like, you know, me and Mauricio, like the, the reason why we do this podcast and we enjoy it is because a lot of times we're just trying to crack the other one and like you say some horrible shit. So the other one, like, you know what I mean? And like that's part, like that's yeah. how I grew up with my friends doing those. And it is true. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna go full hard on the podcast, like you know, what you might do with your friends at night at three in the morning drinking beers. But you you wanna make it real, like it's for real, like what, what you're feeling. Of course. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you are the best with the transitions. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know what I'm transitioning into. To a beautiful lady, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, what's your make a wish before, you know, your last, who do you want to meet? Let's let's put it like this. You, you're about to die. You want to meet a famous person. Who are you meeting? John Cena. John Cena. But you can't see him. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's, well, Kiko, I, Kiko, I think if I'm, if I'm about to die, I think I would go, I'm going to say uh, I was thinking I was going to say either Conan O'Brien and or Monica Bellucci. I don't know which one. I don't know if I want to laugh or you if I to want to see one. something, you know, beautiful. I'm going to Conan O'Brien. At least I can uh, I can you know laugh before I die or something. You know, feel better. I I'm guess. guessing in this scenario, we're thinking even like people that will logically most likely be dead by the time we're about to die, right? Because like, hopefully, this is a situation where we're old. And then Conan O'Brien is far gone. Right, okay. then he's going to be long gone. 
Yeah, we could. I mean, I we thought you were like, I'm like terminally ill and dying. <laughs> okay, you okay. make a wish kind of dying. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like the type of dying where yeah. you get to make a wish? Yeah, yeah. not a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> Yeah, when you see Johnny Depp in his, Johnny Depp in a, <laughs> Johnny Depp as a pirate, that's a bad, that's a bad news. <laughs> Johnny Depp as Captain Swearer, that's bad news for you. <laughs> if you start hearing, dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm not long for this world oh, yet. Oh fuck. <laughs> Dude, yeah. the other day we actually had yeah. a, a podcast where we talked about like weird kids that want to meet like Bob Dylan and shit, and they're seven, and and we were thinking like I, I, I said something like that too. I'm like, I hope I don't have to. I hope I'm not in a position where I get to make a wish. But if I was, like, I would choose some shit like Katy Perry or like uh, um, Katy Perry. Like, I mean, out of yeah, everyone, that's a weird choice. I, I mean, was yeah. not. No. I was not expecting. Uh, okay, more like uh, okay. Um, why, why Katy Perry? Nah, I don't know. I just said like something like commercial, but no, for yeah. me it would be more like a Margot like a, Robbie. Well, Margot Robbie's still commercial, but I mean you couldn't go wrong with Margot Robbie. I, if I'm dying, if I'm dying, mm-hmm. I would like to see that face in person. Margot, Margot. Yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe my dying wish is like, hey Margot, can we recreate that scene from Wolf of Wall Street? Um, and then she'll say yes because I'm dying. Because <laughs> it's a make a wish. <laughs> she's, she's like, fuck, I already committed. <laughs> and she can't say no to to anything. So, yeah. Imagine like the news story. Yeah. Like Margot Robbie uh, denied the last wishes of a dying kid. <laughs> He's passed away today <laughs> in, sad, in complete sadness. Okay. No, uh, you know which one is like for me, like now that I remember. And maybe you guys have one of these persons like this actress from back in the day which now is probably ancient because my example that i'm gonna give like this person is like a grandma now i already she, have one lined up i already have one okay yeah. melissa tomei is for me uh, she was she was in my cousin Vinny, and for the younger crowd yes. she was the 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 um, uh, aunt what's aunt, it called? May. aunt may from spider-man may. with tom holland yeah. which which she's, there she's, she's still yeah. is is that a is that a good choice yeah. For the old, for the I old school so. so. actress, okay, okay, yeah. All right, Tiago, you got. Go, I think she'll go faster than what we think. She's sixty almost. What do you mean, uh, motherfucker? <laughs> Dude, you gotta chills. We might have yeah. her on the pod. Well, yeah, hi, Marisa. But 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 do you agree? It's a good choice. It's a weird choice, but a good choice. A weird one, really. Well, it's not something you would think about. Um, you know, right away, it, it sounds like you've had thought about this before because you had her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always thought about it. Like I always have that thing where like, okay, if it's somebody that, <laughs> you know, like I always you know, think about it, you know, we should do, maybe we should send her an email saying, you know, Kiko is in his last stages, even though it's, it's not true. Would you be willing to meet this person before he passes tragically? Mm, like fake the make a wish? F- fake the make a wish, but you're a 35 year old man. <laughs> she comes to your not, house, not everything gonna... looks perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting in a chair playing. 
You have the <laughs> YouTube like... monitor just so with the beep, beep, beep. She can see your work schedule, like like everything's fine. Like she's like, what's happening? What do you have? And he's like, oh, I have a very rare disease. Yeah. A very uh, rare disease. In my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I saw you in my cousin Vinny. I had this disease in my mind. <laughs> All right, oh, Tiago, so which one is yours? You said you had one, right? I mean, I have one. I have one for the old old school as well. Uh, although she, she did a lot of plastics now and she's not as good, I think, but it's Ellen Mirren. She was El actually, she was in Fast and Furious actually as well. Ellen Mirren? Yes. Ellen Mirren, she's like 700 yeah. years old. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, but she's still sexy. She's still sexy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I still Dude, think she's, she's sexy. 78. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'll do it. But I don't think the bullet. But, 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 but is this like Props. Helen Mirren? No, I mean, maybe there's a movie like in the 50s. Like, is there a movie that you remember that you were like, Damn. Ah, no, I mean, if you put Ellen Mirren when she was young, you know, for example, you okay, know, Ellen Mirren, that's, no. that's, you know, that was enough for me because I only yeah. met Ellen Mirren when, you know, she was already old. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, so when, it's, okay. So it's, it's, yeah. it's not like, like, oh, I remember her from a, a time. No, it's like, you've always liked yeah. her seniority. That's, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, all her young pictures are in black and white anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so I can't really find for, right. for the old school people, you know. No, but I think I, I think that's a good one because people are hearing like people that hear our podcast. Uh, a lot of them are sort of in our age group. Some of the younger ones, although the younger ones are mostly, you know, spreading the seeds, getting uh, venereal diseases. And then there's another mar target market we have, which is the people that are in these um, aging homes, you know, like like the senior centers. Because they have a lot of time, and so they just watch the podcast. So for them, it's like, oh damn, Helen Mirren. For them, that's like on par. You oh know? yes. So yeah. so great choice, actually. I, I love that choice because it, it changes the dynamic. Chef yeah. Maurice, I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking young, young pictures of Helen Mirren, and and I wouldn't disagree with his choice. And now exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to say she's still sexy for 70 years old. I'm, I'm oh, without the. With Without the plastics, without the plastics and all that. Now she has like, her old face is like an alien or something. It's weird. No. <laughs> she, she was I, beautiful. I, I don't have a very good answer like yours, uh, Tiago and, and yours, Kiko, but uh, I would go Sandaya. I would go younger fuck? generation. Oh, no, Sandaya. No, she's. Uh, but, no. but you don't, you don't I, have. I'll a... pass. Are you serious, Chef Mario? That's like disappointing. That's like some TikTok answer. What the fuck is that? I mean, Zendaya? I thought you were going to say something with someone like uh, Anna Darmus or something like that. No. Yeah, like give me some darks like back in the days. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? I, I mean, why not? It's a good answer. Zendaya. I thought that was a Shit. guy. Sorry. <laughs> give me a real answer from back in the day, the 2000s. I have to think about this. You have man. Brittany Murphy from back in the day. No, Carmen and she's Electra, dead. Maybe. So it's oh, Carmen Electra. Okay. Oh, okay. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra is. I mean, but when we were young, when we were kids, everybody was like, "Oh my God, Carmen Electra." So it's like a. It's like a. It's a cheap choice. It's a cheap choice. Yeah, I would have to yeah. do my little research while you guys talk, and I'll, I'll come back with a better answer. Okay, you know which one is? I up? think. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I remember one now, just popping in my mind. But Cameron Diaz in the nineties 
which was the, tough. in the mask. The Cameron Diaz. In the mask, exactly. Cameron in the Diaz in the mask is big. probably the yeah, like that's Cameron Diaz oh. here in the mask, and then she's here now. Every, yeah. every time she's I still see her woman, now, but in the mask. Every time I see wow. her now, I think of her in the mask, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like it all went. Like it all. <laughs> no, but not, but not even I now that she's. If I was, if I was older. <laughs> no, like I'm not saying that because of the age, because that affects everyone. But even right after the mask, I feel like she lost something, and she went too skinny or some shit. Like something weird happened with her, and she never peaked like that. Uh, but one that has kept up to now. And any, I mean, she has to have plastic, but it's very like you don't notice. I think she's done it well. Jennifer Aniston, just top of the line yeah. class. Ah, she definitely did plastic, yes. But she, yes, she's still, she's still good. Yeah, but it's not like Corny Cox that looks like you know the arrival and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought we were talking about you know dying wish. Yeah. The person yeah. not rating someone's yeah. plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, plastic it, surgery not good. Yeah. No, it's it's not if, good. It's, it's, it's if it's overdid, then it's not good, you know. Salma Hayek. Salma, she's she's also been hot, you know, banging since, still since she was um, younger until now. She's still. Is. I recently yeah. saw a picture of her young, like when she did the sorrow, and and I had forgotten. I was like, oh my god, like it was insane. Uh, she uh, she's Mexican. She's. Yeah. Mexican descent. All right. Well, I mean, this is a millennial podcast at this stage. We're talking about, you know, the lady from The Mummy Returns and shit. <laughs> she was Venezuelan, actually. Um, very cute. Brendan Fraser was a stud back in the day. The yeah. whale, not so good. But um, the movie or the look? Both. <laughs> right after the whale, I ordered two pepperoni pizza. It was quite sad. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Nice. All right, well, tell us what you guys think of the Make-A-Wish. What would you wish, you know, if you had a wish? And we really hope that you don't have to have a wish. But if you did, what, which one would it be? I mean, maybe we're thinking here like girls just because, we, you know, we're being super patriarchy. But maybe they're like, look, I would like to meet Albert Einstein. Maybe he could, like, teach me some of the formulas right before I go. Or, you know, uh, yeah. like a famous... What, what I want before singer. I die, math. Yeah, math. <laughs> <laughs> Or like a nice singer or like Pavarotti, some shit like that, you know. Maybe maybe that's where people's minds are going. So it's all valid. Once again, Tiago, thank you for joining us uh, on the Broski Doodles podcast. Chef Maurice, New York Yankees. I think they're in the last place, but keep it real. And yeah, keep it Gucci. Peace. Keep it Gucci. Bye. Keep it Gucci.